So a few days ago, I released a video talking about the names of God, how I don't know what to call him anymore due to all the controversy surrounding his names. Whether you call him Jesus or Yeshua or Yahweh or Yahushua or Lord or God or Elohim or whatever you call him, there are many who often use this as a stumbling block or it, or it, call, it, it ends up being a stumbling block when we try and witness to others, when we try and proclaim the gospel to others, when we try, when we start pushing people aside because they use this or that pronunciation or spelling or language of his name. Now we're going to talk about this further today. Today, Christina, my fiance is joining me. Christina, do you want to say hi to everyone? Hey, hello. Awesome. And so we want to talk, uh, just have a discussion about this. You know, I think this is incredibly important. There's so much confusion regarding this topic. I've found many people who, you know, who get hurt by it because, you know, someone comes to them and says, well, this Jesus you've been worshiping your whole life. This is a totally a false idol. His name comes from Zeus and <laughs> stuff like that, you know, amongst many other things. And, or, you know, Jesus is the one who abolished the law or, you know, you call, can't call him Yeshua, you need to call him Yahushua. And it, it ends up becoming this massive thing that just, to be honest, causes destruction at the end of the day. And it doesn't build the kingdom of God. So I want to just start off with, I want us to define just two things as we begin this video. And the two, those two things is uh, number one, authority, and number two, identity. Okay, so when we talk about authority, we are speaking about, for example, that we are saved by grace through faith by what Yeshua, what Jesus did for us. So because he came, he went to die for us and uh, he was resurrected by the authority that he has over death, we cannot come and have salvation. Right. So when we call on his name, we are actually get, we're calling on that authority that he has, and that is what saves us. Okay, and, I, and when we talk about number two, identity, that is the thing that points to that. For that is the way we identify what authority we are talking about. So, if I say on this microphone, Jesus, or if I say Yeshua, or if I say Yahweh, or or whatever or name right? Immediately you will go and you connect that name with a person. Okay. A certain person, the person of Christ, God, right? And so that connection is it basically the name is now connected to the authority. And now the authority has power. The person actually is a thing that has power, right? So what am I trying to say about this? The, the name itself, okay, how I pronounce it, whether, whether I say Jesus or Yahushua or Yeshua or whatever I say, how I spell it, in what language I say it, that is not the thing that is the authority. The thing that has the authority is the person it refers to. Okay, I want to take this one step further. Um, and when we look at the, the name, uh, the word name, in the Greek, okay, what, what does it mean in Greek? Because we're talking about the New Testament, right? In the Greek, it means, it denotes the character, fame, or authority of the person indicated. So, a noma, which is name, okay, in Greek, it means the character, fame, authority 
of the person indicated. So the name indicates the person that has the power, fame, and the, the, the character of that person. So the name points us to, to help us identify the authority. Exactly. As PD just said, the name represents who that person is. And that's why when God spoke to Moshe, the burning bush, he didn't give a name. He simply said, I am who I am. His name is who he is. And it represents his character and the authority and the power comes from he who holds that name, not the name itself, but he who holds that name. So in that same way, you know, when we come to the understanding of the Hebrew and, and we understand that, you know, Yeshua is the Hebrew for Jesus and the beauty and the depth of the Hebrew that Yeshua means Yahweh is salvation. It's easy to get excited about it. And I love the Hebrew name. I love saying Yahweh. I love saying Yeshua. But the key thing that Petey and I just want to share right now is that we should love his name and walk in accordance to who he is, the person who holds that name, Yeshua, Jesus. In that same way, it's very much of this, is it about pronunciation or is it about representation? We are supposed to, like Petey was just sharing, walk in the, the character and the authority and the power of his name. So we are supposed to represent who he is, represent who Yeshua, who Jesus is, his character in our lives as well. And that we don't get stuck on how do we say it, but rather we are so focused on how do we walk out who he is, walk out his name. Exactly. Like I want to make it super clear. We want to make it clear. We are not against um, we're not saying that the name isn't important. We're not saying um, any of that. We're not. We're not against you. You know, using the Hebrew name uh, like like Christina uh, myself. I love using Yeshua. Right. That's probably what his mother, mom, and dad called him because he was a Hebrew child. Okay. Does that mean though that saying Jesus, the Greek name, while they were all speaking Greek too? Remember, they were Arabic, right? So they they had this understanding. There was they were multilingual. So does that mean me calling him Jesus or someone calling him Jesus? That, does that mean that's now a, 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 a heresy? Of course not, right? So yes, well, like we can have a love for his name. And, and I think that, you know, there's value in his name. Like uh, Christina said, you know, Yeshua, I mean, Yahweh is salvation. Yeshua means salvation itself. Like his Hebrew name means salvation. That's amazing. It's beautiful. Okay. Yahweh means the one from the beginning to the end, the one who is forever continuous. Okay. So, um, you know, there is meaning in these names. Okay. And that is beautiful. Okay. But we don't want it to become a stumbling block. If we are witnessing to someone and they are using, you know, like me, like everyone who's probably listening to this, I grew up with the name of Jesus and that's how I got to know him. And that means that, hey, if, if let's say I, I, I know my Jesus, I've seen how Jesus does miracles in my life, the life of my family. I've seen him change lives because he does that. He loves to do that. And now this random guy comes and tells me, well, this Jesus you've been following, he's just a false God. And, and his name comes from like some pagan God or something. No, what? that's ridiculous. The name Jesus is, is, comes from the Greek Isus, okay, which is just the Greek from his Hebrew name, Yeshua. And then in the English translation, so when we came from Greek to English, the J was added and it became Jesus. So, yeah, many of I've heard people say Jesus comes from Zeus, like that pagan God. 
That is a totally false statement. 100%, 100% totally false. There is no, I'm, this is just honestly one of those Facebook memes that just float around and people just believe whatever they read on the internet. I'm sorry, but that's just one of those cases. And we are very responsible. And I'm telling you, like, if, if you make someone stumble by saying something like that, you are going to be guilty of what Yeshua told us to not be. When he said, "If do not make one of these little children stumble, because that's what we're doing. A word saying, oh, no, this is not really, this Jesus is a false God. We are going to make people stumble. And that is heresy. That is destruction that we are saying. We are honestly doing, guys, I'm going to say how it is. We are doing the work of the enemy by doing that. So um, I want to make an example of this, right? So let's go to the story of, um, Abraham and Eliezer and, and Isaac, you know, when, when Eliezer was sent out um, by Abraham, you know, Eliezer was sent out to find a wife for Isaac. In that scenario, just as an example, right? Abraham basically told Eliezer, go and find a wife, my son. And he's basically saying, I'm giving you authority to find a wife. I'm trusting you with this decision. It's a big decision because the whole line of Israel rests on it. But I'm giving you authority. Now, Eliezer shows up at Rebecca's parents' home. And basically what he is in effect saying is, I'm coming in the name of Abraham. In the name of my master, I am coming to give, find a wife for my, for my master. Okay. So what is he doing? He is coming in the authority. So again, authority it's not connected to Abraham's very name. Abraham is just the, the person, he, how we identify the person. But the authority is the person behind the name. It's who is it pointing to? Someone's character and fame and, um, and authority. Think about it, guys. Fame, character, authority. Is that created by how a name is spelled? No. You can have two different people with the same name, but different characters, authorities, right? All that, it can be totally different. Same persons, two different people, same name, but different things behind it, different characters behind that name. This tells us that what this name points to is what's most important. And so to take this one step further, just as an example, if Rebecca's family was Greeks, or they weren't Hebrews, right? And, the, and they were a different language. That servant would have to go and say, Avram, my master, not Abraham, Avram has sent me. Because Abraham is like a gibberish to them. They would not know what that even means. If they say Avram, oh, Avram, that's a name. It means this, da, 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 et cetera. So we see this. there's a change, for example, there into a different language. But it's the same person it talks to. Just like Yeshua, it's, it's, it's Jesus. If you take it from one language to the next, if you go to the Chinese, it's Yesu, okay? Same person, but it's a different pronunciation, different language. We had the Tower of Babel. God split the languages right there. If God did that, then, you know, he was pretty okay, obviously, with people speaking different languages. And people, he, obviously, people are going to say his name differently. It's just how it is, so... You know what's key also, what PD just shared, how Eleazar went in Abraham's authority and in his name, almost like an extension of Abraham's right arm to go and do what Abraham told him to do, is that when he got there, <clears throat> he didn't go on and on about, well, you say my master's name this way, and you don't say it this way, and never actually doing what he was told to do. No, Eleazar went, he had a purpose, he had a 
um, a calling to go out and to find a wife for his master's son, for Abraham's son, for Isaac. If he did not fulfill that calling, he would have not been walking in the representation. He would have not been a representation of who Abraham was because Abraham told him to do something and Eliezer did it. He didn't get stuck on how to pronounce his master's name. Is it said this way or is it that way? He said he came in his master's name and then he went and did what his master told him to do. And in that same way, we are to do the exact same thing. We are to represent our king, who he is, and to do what he has told us to do, which is spreading his kingdom, which is loving those he has told us to love, to have his heart, to, to walk as a doorway of his love, to be a representation of his holiness, his righteousness, the humility and servanthood of Yeshua. That is representing and walking in his name. That is what it means to be zealous for his name, because we are so zealous to walk in accordance to who he is, because his name is who he is. So are we walking in that? Or are we stuck on how exactly to phrase it, how to say it? I love his name in the Hebrew, Yeshua, Yahweh. I also say Jesus. I have prayed over people using the name Jesus and they have been healed because it all points back to who the name points towards and that authority rests there. Mm-hmm. And we need to understand that. And also to, to love who the name points towards that by loving him, we are to love what he loves and who he loves. Okay. And so if we think about how, uh, Ali, what Eliezer's role was, we have that same role, right? We, ha- we, what Eliezer did is he went to find a bride for his master. We are sent out by God. The Great Commission is that very thing. Go out to the world, proclaim the gospel, and gather my bride, basically, right? Make disciples. Let my children come to me. So we are now basically fulfilled. We're doing the same kind of thing. By the God is by the Spirit. That's by the Spirit that fills us. We can accomplish that. But like Christina said, if we're going to be stuck on, uh, oh no, it is this pronunciation and that's where, I, and we're missing the point because if you're, how can you accomplish the bigger mission if you're going to be a stumbling block to people even seeing the beginning of the light, right? So it's important, guys, that we become, uh, we, we make the gospel presentable. And we're not talking about compromise here. We're not talking about, you know, um, um, that, that's not what this is, okay? This is going and making the gospel accessible to people, just like Paul did. He said, I became to the Greek a Greek, to the Jew a Jew. That means that when he goes to this or that nation, he's going to use their terminology. He's Like I mentioned in that video, he told that to those pagan pagans who were worshiping the unknown God, he told them, oh, well, this is th- that unknown God that you guys talked about. You know, this is kind of who he is. And he started presenting the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to them. Okay, so it's very easy for us to get caught up in these things where, and then forget to be the representation of who he is. What, who is, what is the character of Yeshua? What is the authority? Do you car- carry the authority that comes with the name of Yeshua or are you just boasting in your pronunciation of it? Do you carry the character of Yeshua on you? Do you have his face on you? Do you look like him? Or are you just boasting in that you've got his name right? Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, what is the heavier matter? What is the weightier matter? It is to love, right? Love. And then I'm not talking about smashing someone over the head with a name, love. I'm talking about love as in self-sacrifice, showing mercy, grace, giving of yourself, humility, okay? All these things. And exactly that is to love as Yeshua loved, 
to be a servant like Yeshua was a servant, to walk in that same humility so that when we speak to someone, our own, maybe our own pride in learning something that is exciting for us, but yet becomes a stumbling block because in the way we're sharing it, we're not sharing it in the love of Yeshua and the humility of Yeshua. We've gotten so passionate about one thing, we've become zealous about one thing, and yet we've forgotten everything else. And so here we just want to share about making sure our focus is on being a representation of Yeshua, who he is, of our king, spreading his kingdom, spreading his kingdom and not our own and walking in his love. Mm. Yeah. And guys, I want to also say, you know, I, I understand that many times we get zealous about things like this, you know, like how to pronounce his name. And, you know, there are, there, there's certainly been things that I've been zealous about. And as I grew up, which I placed way too much emphasis on, and I was a stumbling block in some cases to people, you know, and I want to submit to you. It's look, it is just about humility. It's about coming and humbling yourself before God and saying, father, how help me to have focus help me to look like you help me to have what is what is the most important things that you need you see we need to be made in, into his image you know don't be like the pharisees you know they thought they worshiped god well but the only problem they had was focus their focus was totally off and because their focus was off everything else followed the flesh started overtaking and things like that because their focus was not on love and looking like god their focus was started shifting. And even though they were zealous and they thought they were zealous for God, they were actually very much against him while busy with the things of God, right? They were busy with the law of God and all these things, but then they started adding tradition. They started adding their own stuff to make it, they thought more, make it better. They thought they could make it better. They thought they could do more. We don't need to make it better. We don't need to add more things. We don't need to burden people with more things. What did Yeshua preach what did jesus preach when he was here did he go around and say this and this and this pronunciation of my of god's name of yahweh's name is the right one did he once preach that i ask you find one verse in the scriptures where he goes and he makes a point of preaching that as part of the gospel i'm not saying it's not important don't take me wrong i'm not saying it's not important but do, what is focus supposed to be what is what is most important because see all the other things you know what his uh, hebrew name is the beauty of that all these things that comes by nature when we are created and when we when when he comes and changes our heart and circumcise our hearts and all that happens by nature we we start wanting to learn more about our father and and his son and that is what relationship is all about but if we go and, you know, imagine someone comes to, imagine you're married and, and someone comes to you and tells you, you've been, t- you, you've been calling your wife lovey. And I, and I tell you that that's an abomination. You can't call her lovey. Like, how can you come into someone's relationship with God like that and try and push some, you know, that is literally what is happening because people got to know Jesus with a name. And now others are coming and saying, you know, they're coming into that relationship between these two people and they're trying to sow discord. And you know what I've heard many times, guys, listen, this is important. I've heard many times people come and say, I actually started falling away more from God and feeling very separate, separated from God because someone like that came in, sowed destructive seeds in my relationship with God by saying things like, you never really knew God. You never really 
had a relationship with him. This is a totally different God you've actually been busy with. That actually causes many people to stumble. We need to be so careful with that. And so guys, I hope this short discussion blessed you. Um, I encourage you to go to the Father with this, you know, where, whatever side of the fence you're on and and ask him, Lord, Father, what is what is the truth, Lord? How should I present? How can I make you more presentable to the world? And like I said, not compromising, but how do we make, how do we love people better? How do we bring your bride in better? Because that's what we're called to do. That's the last, some of the last things Yeshua ever told us to do, just as he ascended. And I submit to you when he comes back, that's one of the first things he's going to ask us. How did you do this when he comes back? So I'll leave you guys with that. May God bless you and keep you and shine his face upon you. We'll see you guys in the next video. Shalom. Shalom.